and we would like to hear from you what some of your uh, the issues that you face when looking for a job are you can definitely call us on 017179881 or tweet your contributions on twitter at VARFM and VARFM news underscore don't forget to hashtag a breaking ground now to have a deeper look into our main discussion today we are joined by uh, Michael Bear Graham who's a labor law specialist good evening Michael and welcome to breaking ground thank you thank you for having me on air i really appreciate it and now it's an important topic yes michael so now as a point of uh, departure can we look at um first impressions lasting and look at dress code what um what are some of the things that we need to know about how to dress for interviews well obviously one would first find out where you're going and what what type of company or employer it is and i mean it's clear you address appropriately it's unbelievable how many people arrive for interviews not knowing the first thing about the employer the future employer mm-hmm. I and mean, if you're going to a future employer find out about what they do how do other people dress what is their approach what is their um their modus operandi what do they actually do on a daily basis? Most people pitch up um, for an interview just desperate for a job and actually don't do their homework. So it's not just dress. It's to know who you're talking to, why you're talking to, and to build your CV to suit that particular employer. Uh, so many times um, I see people coming for interviews and they don't know the first thing about not only what the, the company does, they don't need the first thing about the people, the leadership, the output, everything like that means it is hard work, I understand, and it does take time, but this is your best shot. When you've got the interview, when you've actually managed to secure an interview, that's a wonderful experience. You've mm-hmm. got to get there, but you must come properly prepared. Mm-hmm. And you must speak to as many people as you can who might have worked there in the past or do work there now or someone who knows someone works there, do your homework mm-hmm. uh, and get with it. Don't don't pitch up. Uh, it doesn't help to pitch up in a suit and fancy shoes uh, if everyone else is in jeans and tackies. Mm-hmm. It, it, you look a bit odd. You look like a fish out of water. It also doesn't help to pitch up in broken jeans and a broken T-shirt if everyone else around you is dressed in smart clothes, uh, um, you've got to try and fit in. We've got bigger problems, though, than dress code. Uh, I mean, a lot of people I speak to can't afford to get dressed to suit the environment. They just couldn't afford to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. People can't even afford to go to interviews. They haven't got the pocket money to get the transport to get to interviews. So we've got we've got major problems in terms of employment in South Africa. We must also understand that it's small business that is creating the jobs at the moment. It's not big business. Big business is going computerization, mechanization. Uh, They're going that route and they're shrinking their workforces. So we need to focus on where we actually have some skills and then try and gain those skills through small businesses. Um, I think it's wise to even volunteer before you mm-hmm. even go for interviews or job applications volunteer go to a business and say listen i'm very interested i see you people are making cupboards 
Um, I'm very interested to learn a bit. Can I volunteer? Can I come here two afternoons a week um, after school, after my education? And then you you actually then fit in the milieu before you even get to the interview. And you are then well known. Your people know you. They understand you. You understand what you're going for. Uh, it's, it is a big ask. But all I'm asking is that people actually do their homework first before you actually blow that one chance that you have. Because all you've got is that one chance at the end of year. Mm-hmm. Now, you spoke about bigger issues that we're currently facing. Now, can we look deeper into um, some of the employment challenges? Um, what would you say are the biggest employment challenges that are specifically pertaining to the youth? Well, obviously, the first one is some sort of training. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would strongly wish and maybe it's a wish against all hope but i strongly wish that our country again looks at not so much tertiary education but as the german system of dual education uh, in other words i i don't mind if you one day you want to be a doctor that's fine that's good uh, you might not get into medical school you might not have the money to go to medical school there might be a whole lot of things standing in your way you might not be bright enough to go to medical school. I certainly wasn't. But in Germany, what they do is they look at you at the school and they say, right, I know you want to be a doctor, but you seem to have talent for tiles or for laying tiles. Um, We're going to take you two days a week and take you through um, a system where you're going to become an expert in tiling or bricklaying or plumbing those are the real jobs to build our country. Um, and somehow we in South Africa, um, and I, I don't know what it is, but we look down on people with those really scarce skills. Where do you find a plumber? Where do you find an electrician? Now, they are actually the scarce skills today. There are hundreds of lawyers running around. It's, uh, you know, we, we don't need more lawyers. What we need is more electricians, more plumbers. We need to start building our country like Germany did, did for hundreds of years, and each time they come back from disastrous. First World War, the country was bankrupt and they shot back. Second World War, the country was bankrupt. Today, Germany is the powerhouse of Europe, and it's because everyone has a skill. There's very little and very low unemployment there. Everyone's got a skill. Everyone gets on with it. Um, I, I went on holiday to Bali. Everyone's doing something. doesn't matter whether you're a street urchin who has got nothing, they, they will sell you something. They will show you around. They will make money. The, you know, people are, are keen. They're active. And we as South Africans, we are keen. We are active. And we're innovative. But somehow there's a whole mindset of you've got to go to university. You've got to be this or that. That's not correct. We must have a look at what is needed, have a look at your own skill, and then take that with both hands and make sure that you get there. We can't rely on government. We can't rely on politicians. And we certainly can't rely on uh, a background, rich parents or that sort of thing. Uh, that's 2% of the population or 1% of the population. But we've got to create jobs. Um, I know that the Minister of Employment and Labour last week said um, by 2024 he's going to have 2 million extra jobs I mean, that's pie-in-the-sky sort of stuff. It's not, it's not going to happen because no one's thinking beyond 
business as usual. And business as usual, we know, has lost jobs every single quarter for the last 15 years. So they don't want to think beyond that. Mm-hmm. And what we need to do, and especially the students of today, need to start looking at it saying, how do we make things work for, how do we make the system work mm. for those that are actually desperate for jobs, those that are willing to go out there and, and sweat mm. and make sure that they get the job. And I think we can do it. I, I mean, a simple exercise is we could deregulate small business from big business, take them out of the bargaining council system. Every small business, I speak to small businesses there are dozens a day. And they all tell me if they weren't tied to the bargaining council, they'd, they'd put in 10 new jobs immediately. That's 2 million jobs. Mm. Not the way the minister's looking at it, where we're going to spend... 250,000 rand to make one job in government and which is going to be a part-time job and then fall apart and someone's going to steal the money. That's not the way of making jobs. Mm -hmm. What we need to do is we need to encourage small business to look out there, take in people and train them. And those people need to come forward and say, I know a bit about your business. Please let me even volunteer for a month or two. Mm -hmm. Let me start off. It's very difficult, I know. I mean, it was easier when I was much younger. Uh, you know, I'm a man of 65 today, but I remember when I was in my late teens, I went to the Spur restaurant and I said, please let me take food off the table. I won't be a waiter. I don't know how to be a waiter. But let me take the food off the table. And they said, well, we haven't got a position. I said, I'll do it for nothing. I'll work on tips. And as, as, as luck would have it, within three months, they said, all right, you seem to be good enough to be a waiter. That's how to do it, I think. It's not easy, though. It's very difficult. And mm-hmm. it's become more difficult in the system now because you can't walk into a spur restaurant today and say, let me just volunteer here. Uh, there are all sorts of le- pieces of legislation, like minimum wage legislation, et cetera, et cetera, that's standing in the way. And I think these regulations are actually standing in the way of innovative people. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about legislation. You know, looking at the Poppy Act, which is an inclusive uh, piece of legislation that safeguards one's private and sensitive information. You know, so how does this work when it comes to um, interviews? Well, it, it, it would only work if, in fact, you are not wanting to give information. So, at the mm-hmm. interview itself, and an employer can ask. Say, do you have a criminal record? You can say, listen, I'd rather not answer that question. Um, have you got judgments taken against you? You can say, I'd rather not answer that. That's your right. However, if you want to come forward and say, listen, I've got a problem. I did have a judgment taken against me. Um, I didn't have any money. I owed someone money. They've taken a judgment against me. I think employers would be far easier to deal with if you come out up straight and you and you chat and say, this is where I stand. This is who I am. Um, I, I'm not so sure that the Poppy Act is actually standing in anyone's way because you are entitled to share your information. What it really protects is that once you've told the employer, the employer can't then go tell anyone else. And that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But to go and invoke that Poppy Act when you're at an interview, I think, is, is wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say um, some, say, young people need to learn in order to be employed in this country? Well, we, we obviously need to start looking at what, what is needed. What are the scarce skills? 
They aren't the sexy skills. Like I said, you don't want more lawyers. That's not, the sexy skills are they're plentiful, and everyone wants to be whatever, um, have uh, uh, three degrees or that sort of thing. But I don't think we need that. I think what we need is people who are going to be practical and who want to get into the workforce. Uh, the best people to employ on, in this country today are good salespeople. But there's no real training for that. It's just hard work. But sales are, are fantastic because that's what the bottom line is of any business. If you can do PR or sales, that, that's, that's fantastic. And that then brings out your own personality, your ability to sell and then to get everyone else in the company working. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't need 10 years at university for that. What you need is you need an outward personality and you need a vibe. You need to have uh, strength. And when you're 18 years old, you've got that strength. You've got that vibe. Uh, don't be shy. Come out. Mm-hmm. Make yourself known. Make yourself active. And like I said, I think it is very important for someone to come forward and say, I'm targeting this particular profession. I've looked at that company in the profession, um, whatever it might be, and let me go there and endear myself to them. Mm. Let me offer something. Mm. Um, And and you'll be amazed as to how quickly that works. Mm. Because how many people do you know can just go and get an interview? You You put an advert out on the net... Uh, and they've got five jobs and 10,000 apply. What's the chance? So you've got no chance. But if you've been there for the last two years doing holiday jobs whilst at school, everyone knows you. Everyone knows Michael. Um, yeah, he's not that great. And yes, he's a bit irritating. But let him come for an interview. He's been, he's been innovative enough to come here mm. um, for the last two years whilst on school holiday and been more than happy to work for even a stipend just Mm -hmm. for transport money Mm. and that works now michael before i let you go are there any tips that you would like to give um graduates out there that are just coming into the workforce like um just a few tips on how to um go ahead into their interviews and how to be more prepared um for people like myself as well just a few tips before i let you go thank you yeah well like i said the, the the biggest tip i can get is once you've seen where you want to apply and once you've been granted that interview, do mm-hmm. homework. Mm-hmm. Do as much as you can. Sit up all night, get on the net, go to customers of theirs, find out what the problems are with the company, what the solutions can be, what they actually do. It's unbelievable when you're sitting down with someone or you're on a Zoom interview and that person sees that you've done your homework, that you know that you know about them and that you have own personal viewpoints and solutions for them, uh, they're going to say, well, here's someone that's really keen. Let's try them out. Mm. Uh, And that's the step. You need someone just to nudge that door slightly open so you can see the light. And once you've got it slightly open, you can kick it open. Mm. Um, And I, I, I find that, I mean, I interview young lawyers coming to my firm for articles. It doesn't help. I, I run a firm on labor law. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help for someone to arrive and say, actually, I'm really interested in motor accident law. Um, immediately, I'm turned off and I'm looking at the ceiling. I, I'm, I'm not interested in that person. When they tell me they're interested in the labor law and they're 
I've learned a lot about trade unions and they're very interested in trade unions and this is an interesting case they read about. All of a sudden my eyes shoot open and I'm awake mm -hmm. and I'm keen for that person. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for um, taking time out of your schedule to have this interview with us. We really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Keep well. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, that was Michael Bear Graham shedding light on um, employment in the country and how to be more um, employ, uh, employable rather uh, by look, doing your homework, by um, volunteering and just increasing your skills to be more employable.